0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hello and welcome to the Oddity Cluttering podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kessie Perugia.
1: And I am Amy Ravel. What a joy it is to be with you. It's the 23rd of May, 2022. Wherever you are in the world, you may have a different date depending on where you're listening, but we're so glad that you have chosen to tune in to us. Kirst, I was um, a guest on a podcast the other day and they were asking how long the podcast had been going for. And I said, oh, (laughs) I think it's like, it's definitely at least three years. (laughs) And then when I asked you, you're like, it's five years in like three weeks, Amy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, I actually said to you, can you please write a timeline for me so that I know all the answers when I get asked them on podcasts? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, last week we talked
2: about jealousy versus contentment. And this week we're talking about great expectations, not the book or the movie, but expectations. And we also, last week, we also mentioned the concept of happiness versus joy. So, Amy, how does that tie into great expectations?
1: Um, I will tell you the answer to that in just a moment. Hmm. Who wrote Great Expectations, do you know? Is it um, Charles Dickens? I feel like it is. I feel like if it's not at least we both feel like it is because I would prefer to be stupid with someone than smart on my own so let's say it is is there a movie because I don't think I've ever seen a movie called Great Uh, Expectations I don't think I've seen it either
2: and I'm pretty sure
1: um, I'm going to google it I can hear you googling it yep um while you do that it is
2: a novel it is there no (laughs) so there is a movie I don't think it's based on Charles Dickens book though and I think I did Great Expectations As a novel study in year 11, Mm. um, 10 or 11. I did. um, What was the subject choices when we. English lit? Yes, I did English lit. Yeah. Um, And so maybe Great Expectations, the movie, which stars one of my favourite actors, Ethan Hawke, um, maybe it is based on. It is based on the book Charles Dickens.
1: Lucky we're not like a movie or a book podcast, because we would really Lucky, Lucky.
2: Well, (laughs) no, we'd probably be more prepared if we were. Oh, that's true. It's just that we are talking about great expectations in relation to decluttering.
1: (laughs) Yes, I wanted to talk a little bit last week about happiness versus joy, and we didn't quite have enough time. So we're going to throw it in here. Um, And just before we were recording, we were like, does happiness versus joy fit in with us talking around expectations? And I think it does because happiness is a really heavy expectation that many people have it's also a lofty expectation like it's like yeah we we feel like we should all have a right to happiness like we have the right to what is it truth liberty and happiness or whatever we feel like happy you American now (laughs) no no I probably quoted it completely wrong but I don't really care um but that we feel like you know when we say all I want my kids to grow up and be happy like really is that is that the measure of whether a life is worth living, is happiness? Instead, I would challenge myself and everybody else that perhaps joy is a better thing to strive for because happiness is really around expectations. So if I'm expecting a $500 tax return and I get a $5 tax return, I'm not happy, right? But Mm -hmm. if I'm expecting a $500 tax return and I get a $5,000 tax return, I'm happy. But... Joy is about gratefulness and mindfulness and and going, actually, I'm going to choose to be joyful no matter what. So, whether I get five, 500, 5,000, or a bill for 50,000, I choose joy. And so, you have much more control as a human over the emotion of joy because you choose it. It's not something that we often walk away. How are you feeling today? I'm joyful. Like, I would love joy today, joy,
2: joy joy, down in my heart. Where?
1: So I just think part of the happiness versus joy is those expectations. If you expect that you should have every right to happiness, you know, there's going to be disappointments and the expectations are high. But if you choose joy, regardless of what you're going through. So I think sometimes that can look like when we focus on getting happiness through bigger houses, better stuff, more fashion, the most up-to-date thing that happiness is fleeting when somebody else gets it better or it's outdated or it breaks or you lose it or you can't afford it. Whereas joy is when you're like living that intentional life. And you know that even when circumstances change, you still have joy. And if you think of the people that you know that have the least and have joy, like that's the type of joy I'm thinking of when I talk about this. And so this is a little bit of a like, as <laughs> what's it called? An essay by Amy. But I think our aim should be to have joy instead of happiness because it reduces the power of possessions and stuff and expectations over us.
2: Yes. Amy, you are very wise and I like that. I like the focus on joy rather than happiness and how we actually can control our response to things and that our response can be joy is one of the many choices that we can have in response to things so one of the reasons that we wanted to speak about great expectations too is um to highlight the importance of realistic expectations um it's about We want to talk about self-worth and self-talk, removing should from your vocabulary, um, about how to set realistic expectations and how to pivot and readjust your expectations when you do come across a challenge Um, and also navigating discouragement and disappointment. So we arrive at clients' homes all the time and we do our best to come with no expectations. Because we just never know what's going to greet us when, we o- when they open that door. Um, even when we've had great conversations with them beforehand, we just never know what's going to happen. However, our clients do have a lot of expectations around what is going to happen when we come. So we always have a chat and make sure that we're on the same page and that we can work together to reach the goals that they had in mind. Um, and one of the joys <laughs> of our job is making sure that our clients have realistic expectations um, from the start um, otherwise, because we really, really, really don't want to leave them feeling disappointed or discouraged. So, Can I question something, Kirst? Of course, my friend.
1: You said that when we go into our clients' houses, we don't have expectations. but mm-hmm. I think I do. I think I do and I think I would be um, making it out to, that I'm better than I am <laughs> to say that I don't. So I just want to explore that because I think that it's almost impossible to have no expectations. But I think that it's not about necessarily having no expectations, but having the right expectations maybe. So let maybe just we can More unpack flexible it. Flexible expectations. Yeah. So I feel like if I go into a client's house, I do have expectations because When we do our intake, when we speak to someone, we find out what they want. And we find out what they want in a no pressure situation. So we're not standing in their house eyeballing them, going, What do you want? What's your expectations? We talk to them over the phone, over email, and kind of draw that out of them. So I feel like when I read the client nights and then go see a client, I do have expectations. I have expectations of, the type of person I'm going to find. I have expectations around the type of house I'm going to find, the, the what state of the house it's in, whether there's disability or mental health things. I think I have expectation over, like I am a professional organiser and declutter coach, so I expect that I'll be doing my job. Um, but that can turn on a dime and I'm okay with with switching and swapping and lowering and Hiring? Hiring? <laughs> Raising, lifting, even. <laughs> yeah, my expectations. What do you think? Do you think that that's true, ab- or do you think it is no expectations?
2: No, I absolutely think that that can be true for you, and that can be true for all of our staff, even, um, and it's probably true for me too. I just I think that I walk in with a very open mind mm. about. Letting any assumptions go of somebody and any assumptions of what I want to get achieved.
1: Yeah, yeah. So our own self, selfish is not the right word, but um, our imposed expectations we want to let go of.
2: Yeah, and even yeah. like oh, I, I might have a picture of somebody in my mind mm. and I try very hard to be very flexible and open-minded around what that person's going to, you know, like what is actually going to present to mm. me. Because even if I know the client really well, I don't even know, I don't know if they, I'm going to rock up and they've had like a really joyful morning or they've had a really, really challenging morning or if something – glorious has happened and they're super excited to show me something that they have had an expectation over so I just um when I say I come in with no expectations mm-hmm. I think about it more from a um I don't I try my very best to not be disappointed in anything that happens in the session yeah. Yep. And that there's no, there's no, there's um, hope. I think that's probably maybe like I, and maybe they're the same things, just semantics. Yeah, we might
1: just be, that's right, just having different words that we use. Yeah,
2: because I, I feel like expectation is setting myself up for fear for disappointment
1: oh whereas okay this is awesome so I think expectation drives action so I feel like if I had no expectations there would be no motivation Mm. so for me personally expectations are really important and yes I have high standards across the board and expect a lot but that's what motivates me as well. So not everyone's the same. For some people, they would, you know, you're talking someone's thinking about decluttering their house and they say, all right, I'm going to do the whole garage this weekend. That's a great expectation. But is it actually going to make it so daunting that you don't get started? Whereas you might be like me and you go, oh, I'm going to do the whole garage this weekend. And secretly in the back of your mind, you're like, and I'm going to do the shed as well. <laughs> it's how you respond to it, it could be completely different.
2: Yeah, and I think that one of my dear friends talks about um, having expectancy,
1: Mm.
2: and I like expectancy because to me, when I hear that word, it is very open ended, whereas expectations is a A set design definitive. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where so I go into a client's home with expectancy of um, some outcome. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't mind what that outcome. I hold no attachment to what that outcome. I try very hard not to have an attachment to what that outcome can be. Hmm. Whereas with and so therefore, like I go in with expectancy that something will move
1: yeah and that brings that motivation and that Mm. that momentum
2: yeah and Mm. I suppose that this is um you know we had did a whole episode with Gretchen Rubin on expectations
1: yeah that's an excellent episode to go back to
2: yeah and so and in that way she talks she we talk about her book and her theory on four tendencies and that is all about external expectations and internal expectations. Mm. And I think that because I'm a rebel, <laughs> the word expectation just sets um pressure. Sets on all your little me. spikes off. Yeah. Whereas expectancy, for me the word expectancy, I just go, oh, like there's excitement, there's hope, there's <laughs> like something there's there's movement. Oh my
1: gosh, we are so different. Yeah. When you say expectancy, that makes me feel a bit like sick in my stomach. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what's coming. I don't know who's responsible for it. I don't know who's going to take the action. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know all the things. Please tell me some of the things. Whereas mm-hmm. expectations, I'm like, I know what's expected. I know when the deliverables are and I can deliver that and I can know who to expect with what. And it's clear. <laughs> so... I love it. This Mm -hmm. might just be an episode on um, Inside the Business Minds of Amy and Kirsty, but we hope that you can apply it for whatever area that you're wanting to tackle and declutter in your home.
2: Yeah, and whether you feel similarly to me in that expectations just makes you feel pressured or if expectancy makes you feel like you're floating along doing nothing like Amy. <laughs> oh my gosh
1: that's so good
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected
1: medical costs That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs Learn more at uh1.com
0: Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds At Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite
3: Another episode
2: that is encouraging on this topic is our discouragement episode and what to do when you feel discouraged in your decluttering journey.
1: Mm. And I think one of the the things to think about when you're putting expectations on yourself is to question the why. So if you are a teenager and you're cleaning your bedroom and you feel this heavy expectation, Why? Is it because you've heard a trope that parents expect their kids to have a spotless bedroom? Is it because your best friend has a spotless bedroom? Is it because you have high standards of yourself? Like just kind of question those expectations. We find this a lot when we work with mums. We find that mums have a pile load of expectations they put on themselves. But when you dig down and you're like, where did that come from and who else expects that of you? It turns out that they're made up and she doesn't actually want to do them anyway. And so, um, yeah, just questioning that why can be super helpful.
2: Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, good old Brene Brown coming mm-hmm. to the rescue again in that what is the story that we're telling ourselves? I'm like,
1: on the podcast, Brene Brown. Oh, please,
2: Brene. We know you're listening. <laughs> We know you tune in every week. You've got an open invitation. invitation. Yeah, well, you have an open invitation, my friend. You can come on. Renee, come on down. Because you are our bestie. Yeah, yep,
1: yep. (laughs) We
2: know everything. Um, Yeah, so I think like just questioning, like you said, whether or not the expectation is realistic and they – Because as you've rightly pointed out, that expectations can be really good and helpful. They Mm. help us to plan and measure and see if we're meeting our goals and work in a team. And, you know, if we go into a client's home and we're like, okay, what would you like to start on? And they're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And they're like, okay, would you like us to choose? No, I don't want you to choose. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's really unhelpful. And that does leave us... With that expectancy that Amy has pointed out, she's like, (laughs) right, I don't know where to start, what to do, how to do this.
1: I'm going to go a little bit crazy.
2: (laughs) So um, expectations are very, um, can be very helpful. It is how we respond to not meeting expectation can be the really challenging part. Mm. So Amy, how do you feel (laughs) when a client says to you, I have an expectation. this is my goal for the session. Mm-hmm. I want to get that de- that garage completely decluttered and it is just you with the mm-hmm. client, no mm-hmm. but no more team members. and the client would like to tell you a story about every single item <laughs> that they touch.
1: Uh, what I often do is when we're doing that planning and talking at the start of the session is I would do the questioning around the. I want to get this whole garage done today. I will say, tell me why you want to get it all done today. I'm not saying we can or we can't, but tell me why. Oh, we're hosting a party in here on Saturday night. Okay, so we've got a time frame. Oh, those birds are beautiful in your background, Kirst. Um, <laughs> we've got a time frame. That we need your to squirrel work to. brain. I know. I just we are lovely. Um, the squirrel literally would go after birds. Mm -hmm. or (laughs) let me get back on track, or they say, it's just been driving me crazy for so long. And I really want to get good storage in here, blah, 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 blah. So then you can help a client or you can decide yourself, okay, if I'm going to achieve that goal, what can or can't give in order to get there? So if we have a party here on Saturday night, would it be suitable if actually that expectation is too much? If we just get to the point where there's enough room for the kids to all hang out and at the back we put like a couple of picnic blankets over what we haven't got to, could that be a solution? Okay, you want to do it so that it looks awesome and you have all the right shelving. Could we do all of one side so that we can measure and get the shelves as a priority and then move? So it's about helping going, okay, why is that the expectation? And then helping to set realistic expectations. So I might say, look, traditionally a garage would take two sessions with two team members. Let's get as much done as we can. Let's assess at lunchtime or let's assess halfway how we're going. I feel like it's probably going to take us more than one session but it all depends on how quickly you're happy to make decisions and how much is staying or going because then you're giving information to help with those expectations. But you're also not saying that's a dumb expectation because that's not our place to judge the expectation. Our job is to give information so that the expectation can be great.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because having high expectations isn't bad either. It's just when they're adding or creating undue drama or stress or pressure that's when it's time to reassess whether Mm. or not they're realistic or not so having 15 years of items chucked in a garage and then expecting it all cleared up in four hours when you want to deliberate over every single item Mm -hmm. that is putting a lot of stress and pressure
1: yeah but equally if you want to clear out 15 years worth of stuff out of a garage and the expectation is it just has to be done and you're happy for mm-hmm. it all to go in the skip totally doable and yeah. motivating because you're like all right guys we can do this let's go
2: yeah yeah and that's where it, it's it's about figuring out the why mm-hmm. and working towards meeting the expectations of the underlying reason and deadline you know, whether it's a deadline of it doesn't matter, it has to happen by this afternoon or it doesn't have to happen quickly. It just needs to be done really, really well and with lots of thought and planning or, or, and everything in between. <laughs> it's
1: like here's all the things.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that you are uh, ambitious? person when it comes to how much you can get achieved.
1: <laughs> I'll let
3: <the, laughs> i let the listeners it's about for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm your laughter at-
3: <laughs> is answering that I'm for try- us.
1: Okay. <laughs> I,
3: <can't even> <laughs> I was
1: trying to hold back that snort. That's what I was trying to say is you're going to make me snort and then I it's snorted. perfect.
2: <laughs> but I was setting up a realistic expectation for our listeners to hear you um, <gasps> laugh so joyously at the idea that you are not an ambitious or or super
0: optimistic oh, I person. I love it.
1: What about you, Kirst? Where do you sit on that scale? <laughs> I'll just giggle away to myself. While I... <laughs>
2: I think that this is where I definitely I, I want to um, be honest and re- realistic and say yes, I absolutely love going into homes with no expectation <laughs> um, as to what will get achieved. But then when I hear people's expectations and goals, then I can often be overly ambitious. And super optimistic and especially when you don't know the client when you're just in the first session and you're just trying to get to know them and they take you into a study and go yeah I want this is the plans for the four hours we're going to get this study done and you look around you're like yeah this looks like a really neat study like I I can't see that it's going to take us four hours (laughs) And then it's then when you open up the cupboards and there's lots of paperwork, and you realize actually paperwork takes a lot of time. That that's when it starts to unravel. Um, or as I mentioned before, somebody is a really deliberate and intentional decision maker and needs to dwell on their choices for a long time. Then that can um knock the ambition out of yeah
1: and I think as it's actually really important too to think about what environment you need set up so that you can achieve success when it comes to expectations if you're decluttering with your kids at home and they're super sentimental about your stuff oh you can't get rid of that scarf mommy I remember when you wore it to the kinder blah 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 like maybe you actually need to set your expectations to be, if the kids are there, I'm not going to get much done, but I want to get lots done. So I'm actually going to set up the right environment so that my expectations can be met. My expectations are, I want to get through this stuff. And the same with having your mum or your mother-in-law or your sister or anyone else around. Like are they actually, the expectations are not going to be yours. Are they somebody else's that 's really going to impact on what you 're trying to do, and you actually just need to shut that voice out for a little while so that you can be in alignment with your own expectations?
2: yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and I think that that 's why we get disappointed and discouraged when our expectations aren 't met, like you know that in business and in marriage with cal and in parenting and Everywhere else in life where you have had missed expectations, Um, well, okay, I should not talk for you. you. I (laughs) have that. For me is when I have missed expectations. Like that's when I'm disappointed and and discouraged is when my expectations aren't met and particularly when they're (laughs) non-voiced.
1: Oh, yeah, which most of our expectations are. They're internal and clustered all over what we expect from someone else
2: (laughs) yeah yeah and that's when whereas if your expectations um if you've set realistic expectations then you're less likely to be disappointed and discouraged and so it is about like well how do we set realistic expectations and Mm. how do we pivot and adjust our expectations so Tell me about what you do in a garage. Say, let's go back to that garage scenario when it's a timely deadline Mm. and you get to the two hour point, like how do you help a client to pivot and adjust their expectations?
1: I think um, just going back to those questions before and say, you see how much we've got through in this amount of time. We've got another two hours left. What's the highest priority? Where do you want us to focus our attention and what do we want to get done there? So I think it is just like trying to reset, reset, reset as much as possible.
2: Yeah. I find that pointing people also to what we have achieved can also be really helpful. So like being grateful, like practising gratitude and going, well, actually, You've done an amazing job. Like my expectations, <laughs> we know we were working towards your expectations, but I uh, honestly looked at this and thought it's probably not possible. And yet you've exceeded my expectations. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we do want to encourage you again to go to the discouragement episode because that can really help around this whole navigating of the discouragement and disappointment Mm. and how to set yourself up for success and not get discouraged, um, along the way. Um, something that we talked about at the start that we haven't got onto that I think is really important is that self-worth and self-talk. So I know that for a lot of people, it's quite natural when you've missed an expectation is to internalize it and put shame and guilt on yourself that you miss an expectation whether it be an external expectation or an internal expectation um would you agree amy
1: yeah i think it's very easy to have lots and lots of emotions but not ever check in with them and go like why am i so upset that i didn't meet that expectation like whose rules are they anyway
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. you We had a great um, blog about that in our newsletter recently, didn't we?
1: We did. Belinda and I worked on a blog together and we talked a lot about our bodies and going like if you're feeling really like the expectations are heavy on you, do you actually just need to do a wee? Do you need to eat breakfast? Have you just got your period and you're actually not, today's not a great day to go through all your wardrobe stuff and try it all on because you're feeling bloated. Like just talking about like listening to our bodies when setting expectations.
2: Can our people read that again?
1: It was sent out in our newsletter. So if you are not on our newsletter list, you just go to our website. When the pop-up comes up, just pop your email in um, and I will find out from Belinda. Maybe she can put a link in the show notes. Let's go with that. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well, we do hope that this, we didn't set you up for too much great expectation and disappointed you with our ramblings and squirrel brains.
1: <laughs> I'm going to read out a review that we received. It's from Jessie Nell on Apple Podcast Australia. It's a five star review titled, Really Love the Focused Episodes with Great Advice. <laughs> just like this one Uh -uh. (laughs) I really love this podcast many of the episodes are focused on a particular topic like a certain type of clutter or a particular way to deal with clutter I love that it makes it really easy to find relevant topics that will help you with something you're struggling with there are also episodes that are a bit more general like talking with someone about their particular journey to decluttering their space or helping others declutter I love queuing up a few episodes to play in sequence and getting stuck into some decluttering This week, we want you to leave a review if you are currently residing in a country other than the one you were born in. Currently residing in a country other than the one you were born in. Wow.
2: What inspired that idea?
1: Well, it was inspired by the meeting we had this morning where we were talking to the British lady who was living in Canada. Oh, good. That's where my inspo came from. Thanks.
2: Thanks for sharing. (laughs) All right, well, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and we cannot wait to be back in your ears next week chatting about who knows what. (laughs) (laughs) See you then. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app
2: or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
1: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theoutofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture.
2: We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.